You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Welcome to episode 170 of the Blended Family Podcast. I hope you're all doing fantastic. I'm crazy busy, as you know, especially this month. For us, it's the last month of school, so we're getting ready for all of the things that come with that. I know some of you have school all the way up through June, but we're done at the end of May. So we have a dance recital coming, which is not just a dance recital. We have picture day, and then there are several dress rehearsals. We have finals for school, graduation parties. You know how it is. And at the end of the month, we have a trip planned to Vegas that was postponed from last year. I don't know if you remember when we were supposed to go back in, I think it was September when that shooting took place in Vegas. We were supposed to be there at that time, but we had postponed it because of the hurricane that hit us. And we, at that time, made it for a Memorial Day weekend, thinking that that's going to be really fun, which it will be, but it's kind of really bad timing with everything going on. Plus, I have a really big test coming up that I'm studying for, so it seems like in every other week schedule for the podcast is working out well for now, and at least, you know, you guys aren't having to go several weeks without a show. Every other week seems to be good for me as of right now, so we'll keep it going like this. Today, I have an interview with a stepmom who you love, plus a giveaway at the very end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Before we get to the interview, I want to talk a little bit about Mother's Day. This is our Mother's Day special because the holiday is coming up next week. The thing is, and I don't think it's just me, there have been many years that I've been disappointed with the way my day turned out. When the kids were young, and I'm sure you can all relate, it wasn't really always a holiday for me. The kids would act up, I wouldn't get a break, And it would leave me so frustrated. I always tell my husband, Sean, I say, I get one day a year. Can't everyone just behave for one day? Well, now that my kids are getting older, they are much different. So for those of you with little ones, just hang on. It does get better. Last year, I think, was the first year that my kids actually put in a lot of effort to make the day special. When they're young, it really is up to the spouse or the partner to help the kids make the day special. So if you're partnered with a mom and your kids are young, it is your job to make sure that the kids at least make a card. Gifts are nice, but homemade cards are better, at least to me. I used to tell the kids, I don't care about a gift. Make me a card. That means more to me than anything else. But mostly, really, it's how we're treated on the day. So please help your kids to have good behavior on Mother's Day for that special mom in your life. Now, there's always some controversy with Mother's Day when it comes to moms who prefer to spend the day with their kids and moms who prefer to spend it away from the kids. And I don't think we should judge anyone on this. I can totally understand both sides. I think if your kids are pleasant and well-behaved and you can find something fun to do and have a nice day together, then that's a great idea. Be with your kids. However, there are some kids that might make Mother's Day a nightmare, 
And in those cases, those moms might want a little break on their day. I've done both myself, depending on how schedules fell over the years, and I've enjoyed both. So let's try to not judge one another and understand that it is an individual choice, and we need to respect other moms for the choices that they make. For me, this year fall, uh, I think it falls when I am not supposed to have my kids, but I will spend time with them at least for half of the day, I'm sure, but I'm not sure what we'll do yet. A little word for my stepmoms and the people who love them. You are, as a stepmom, very important in the lives of your stepchildren, and I know that sometimes you go unrecognized. If you are partnered with a stepmom, it is your responsibility to make sure that the stepmom in your life gets some recognition for her efforts. It is not easy being a stepmom, and we're ignored lots of times, especially stepmoms who are childless. So please be sensitive to that. Stepmoms matter too. You know, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom from when I was very young. What I did not know was how hard of a job it is, how much it hurts sometimes, or how other times it brings you so much joy that you feel like your heart could just burst. I didn't know how many nights I'd cry myself to sleep or how many times I'd hide myself in the bathroom to escape. We are warriors, we're strong, we're brave. We are also compassionate and self-sacrificing, but we spend a lot of time beating ourselves up over the choices we make when it comes to our kids. I just want to tell you today that you are enough. You are doing the best you can, and your kids will love you for it. Even if your world today is not how you pictured it, even if some days you feel like a failure, no matter what, you're a mom. Embrace it with all its joys and its sorrows. It's all part of the journey. I hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day, whatever you decide to do. If it's with the kids, I hope they behave well and give you lots of hugs. If it's without them, I hope that you get to enjoy some peace and quiet. If you are a stepmom, I honor you too, as it's not an easy job. So let's go spread some love this Mother's Day. And if you're listening and you are not a mom, go make that special mom in your life feel important on the one day that is especially for her. All right, let's get to the interview, shall we? You are going to love this special stepmom. You know that on Mother's Day, I always like to have a special mom on the show, and this gal is no different. So enjoy the interview. I'm delighted today to talk with Kristen Skiles. Kristen is an Air Force wife and stepmom to a beautiful seven-year-old girl. Sorry, She runs on coffee, wine, and Amazon Prime. And she blogs at stepmomming.com where she provides comfort and guidance for overwhelmed stepmoms, encouraging and helping them to write their own happily ever afters. Kristen wholeheartedly believes that stepmomming is what you do. It's not who you are. Welcome to the show, Kristen, and happy Mother's Day. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor, Melissa. So you were actually planning to talk to me back in December around the holidays, but you were in the process of rebranding the company then. And I know now things are in place. Plus, you've been working on some new things. And we will talk about all of that a little bit later. 
first, I would love for you to share your story. Tell us about your blended family and how you came to blogging. I know originally you were working with your stepdaughter's bio mom on the blog, and you've since parted ways amicably, I should say. So tell us all about that. Yeah, so it's actually this crazy story about how I came to blog. Blogging was never on my radar, like not even a little bit. I didn't even follow blogs at the time. But my stepdaughter's mom, Amanda, um, I'll just refer to her by her name, it's easier. She um, had started this blog when she had her second baby, and she really loved it. She's a very creative person. And she was kind of struggling with it. And as our relationship kind of started to turn into a friendship, she started to vent to me a little bit or to express her frustration and ask me questions. And like I said, I knew nothing about blogging, but I did know business. I had recently finished my MBA and I had, you know, been through a couple of businesses of my own. So I had a pretty good idea of how to run a business. So I answered her questions as best I could without any real blogging understanding. And then I ended up saying, you know, just throughout the course of the course of our conversation, I said, do you want me to join the blog? Have you ever thought about bringing on a partner? She was like, oh my gosh, I was going to ask you, but I was afraid, you know, we don't really have like that good of a relationship. I mean, we really didn't at the time. We were just starting to be friends. And she's like, I just didn't know if you would ever be interested in it. And Oh my gosh, like that is what really changed our relationship and working together. And when it, when I came on board, it changed kind of from a mom blog to a co-parenting blog since we had this crazy dynamic as partners, but also as mom and stepmom. And so she introduced me to the blogging world and we made a go of it for about a year that we blogged together about co-parenting and it really transformed our relationship. But Throughout the course of that, like I fell in love with blogging and with connecting with all these stepmoms who I didn't think had all the resources that they needed. And one thing for me when I was a stepmom in the very beginning is I didn't feel like anybody got it. I would try to talk to different people, and it was so hard because I just didn't think anybody understood my perspective, and mm-hmm. nobody else could just say, I get it. So I wanted to give that to other people and I just got hooked and I never wanted to stop. And then, uh, at one point Amanda said, I'm just not enjoying the writing anymore. I love our mission. I fully support our mission. I love the things that we sell on the side because we created a planner and some stickers and it was specifically a co-parenting planner. And she was like, I love all of this. And I, you know, I love working with you. We're still best friends, but I just don't want to write anymore. So ultimately, I bought her out, and as you know from December, it was kind of a stressful period for me, and so um, I did rebrand, and it, it's it been an incredible journey just in the last you know five months since that happened, but I, I mean, I love it. <laughs> I had been such a, such a great, great outlet for me, but I also feel like it's such a great resource for others. Absolutely. I could tell that you love it because the site is beautifully done and you can tell that you put a lot into it. But before we talk more about the blog, I want to talk a little bit more about your family. Uh, Tell me how the relationship with Amanda has evolved over time. So when I first started dating my husband, I didn't meet her for nine months. And it was so strange for me because our relationship seemed to progress so fast. And of course, that's just my perspective. Of course, it's not hers. But I was like, 
I really want to meet her. Like we share time with her and I haven't met her. I want her to see me. I'm in her daughter's life. I feel like she should know me. So about nine months and I meet her and then we didn't really talk <laughs> and we went, I don't know, another six months or so sitting on opposite sides of the bleachers at softball games and just barely saying hello or just exchanging a couple pleasantries at drop off. And then in, uh, probably another year later, we got served paperwork. So everybody had been, you know, kind face to face and we were all seeming to get along and starting to go down this journey of co-parenting. And then we got served paperwork to modify the support and the custody agreement. And we were completely blindsided. So things went from probably about like on a scale of one to 10 to five to like a one. Mm. And I, I was probably at like my lowest point. I know my husband was because there's just so many strong emotions that are associated with that. So she and I like didn't even exchange eye contact at that point. It was, it was definitely a low for us. But as we started trying to talk through and hear each other, and I think that's such an important part of it. We weren't just talking, but we were also listening. Mm -hmm. And then I, so throughout this next couple months, we were all talking and trying to figure out what would, what would work best for our step, for our stepdaughter, our daughter. And I went to a women's retreat and I was able to just kind of step away for an entire extended weekend and just think and kind of get back into my own skin. And I realized at that point, everything that had kind of hindered my relationship with her, I was insecure. I was jealous. I felt threatened. All of these different things that I was having to confront personally and it was just this major aha moment for me. And I came back at like a brand new person. And I ended up telling my mom about this. She was visiting at the time. And my stepdaughter was in the car with us as I was talking about it. And she ended up going back to Amanda's house. And she was like, you have to hear all about, you know, what Kristen experienced and about all these different things. So when I went to pick her up the next weekend... Uh, Amanda had asked me about it. She was like, I don't know, Krista said I needed to talk to you about something. And I was like, okay. So I kind of told her my story. And as she got more involved, I ended up telling her more and more about these different, like deep rooted insecurities that I had felt. Well, I might've cried a little bit. We hugged it at that point. Like I was so vulnerable to her and had laid it all on the line. Like I was, I was jealous of you. I was threatened by you. I didn't know how to feel when you served as paperwork. This the stepmom thing is hard, and she had never tried to see things from my perspective. I had never tried to see things from her perspective, and that was a huge turning point for us. And then it was like three months later that we started blogging together, and then things just kind of took over from there. So it's been a bit of a roller coaster hmm. because then. Things were great. We were, you know, best friends. We were business partners. And then she moved in with us. We had just purchased a new home, and it was bigger. We were so excited about it. But she was in kind of a weird place with a living situation and needed a cheaper option. And so we felt like we needed to offer that as an option. Mm -hmm. So for three months, she and her husband and her baby girl lived with us. And it was hard. Oh my gosh. It was hard. <laughs> I 
never expected to feel the things that I felt. I felt like I had moved to this place where I was very secure in my relationship and very secure in my role as a stepmom. And I was so close with my stepdaughter. I mean, I I would call her one of my best friends. We just, we get each other. She's my little sidekick. But there were days that I would come out of, come home from work, for example, and uh, Amanda was cooking dinner for everybody in the house. And I just felt this intense insecurity and uncomfortable kind of feeling that my husband's ex-wife was now making dinner for him. Mm Mm-hmm the same way she had when they were married before. And that was, that was really difficult knowing that the days that I brought my stepdaughter home from school, she would run upstairs to see mommy and sister before they had moved in. We would always sit together Mm. and we would do homework and we would read together. So it was like a major adjustment for me. No matter how close we get, I need to realize that I'm not first. And I, I always knew that but I was kind of confronted with it, like right in my face, that I need to figure out how to take that step back and I need to be okay with always choosing somebody and putting somebody first that's not going to choose me and put me first. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a weird place for me, and I'm, I'm not really ashamed to admit that that was really hard, and I ended up getting pretty depressed throughout those three months. But then they moved out, and it they got their own place and things were great for them and took me like a week and I was back to myself having my own space and getting back to that kind of rhythm with just our family here. So I would say our relationship has been a roller coaster <laughs> and uh, it, it has definitely evolved and gotten far more mature than it was when we started, but it was really time that made that happen. I don't think it's something you can just push from the beginning. No, and and I'll say, I don't know if anybody else listening would ever, ever offer something like that to the ex to come and live in their home. That would be extremely difficult for anyone, whether you have a good relationship or not. I can understand. Did Amanda have some insecurities, too, with that? Like, perhaps, you know, just her feeling it wasn't her home, it was your home. So did you guys talk about that? Did she feel weird at all living at your house? So Amanda came into it with a different perspective, which we found, um, she thought of it as us being roommates and I thought of it more of this is my house and I'm inviting you in. Right. So, uh, she moved in about three or four days after we did and we had done everything we could to get unpacked and kind of get settled before they got here. And then when they moved in, she wanted to try to move and get everything unpacked so that we wouldn't be living in a mess which I completely appreciated. But then she started like putting things up in wall space that I hadn't filled up yet. And it was, yeah, right. Yeah. That was it for me. I was like, but it's my house. (laughs) (laughs) And so I said something to that effect, like, Hey, I'm really sorry, but I planned to put some stuff up. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. It's been four days. And so then she felt really awkward. Like she had overstepped because that's how I had made her feel. And so throughout it, I think she felt a little bit more comfortable because I think she always went into it with this, like, we're on the same page, we're going to be roommates, but I am sure that things were never easy. I'm sure it wasn't something like, you have to think that, you have to think it's a little weird living with your ex-husband. You divorced him so that you didn't have to live with him anymore, and now you do. 
And and also for her new husband, that must have also been weird for him, you know, from a man's yeah. point of view that, you know, he's married to somebody whose ex-husband is in the same house. So I, I tell you, I don't know how you guys did it. That is very commendable. I I don't think that there's anybody listening that would want to jump and do something like that. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, my next question, I was going to ask you, what did you find to be your biggest challenge, past or current, in your own blended family? Was it, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was that. I'm assuming it was that time, that three months of living together. Or is it something different? It was definitely, that was definitely a challenge, for sure. The insecurity and the jealousy that kind of comes with it was, it was something I just felt so deep in my heart. The only other challenge I can really think of that was pretty major for me is that I'm very type A. I'm very much a control freak and I like to be organized. And when you come in as a stepmom to a blended family situation, you don't have control. I mean, the schedule is set, the child support is set, and you just kind of have to deal with it. You have to get accustomed to that and you have to you have to just adapt to it. And that was hard for me because I love to travel and I don't want to have to say, okay, well, what days do we have our girl this week or this month or whatever? And that was really hard for me. And so I had to like figure out how we could make decisions without having to think of it as, well, we would have to ask to swap this time or we would have to figure it out. Right. I mean, that's just coming from a total type A person. And at least I'm aware of that about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I guess the big question, because I know even though despite you had some of these difficulties, you obviously really have a lot of good advice, I'm sure, because you made something like that work that I don't think anybody else could actually do. So what is your secret? How do you make it work? Give us all the tips, advice, and encouragement you have, because obviously you guys are doing something right. Thank you. Uh, I don't always feel that way. You don't always feel like you're doing it right. So... Uh, that's one of my biggest pieces of encouragement is that it's not always going to feel right. You're not sure if what you're doing is right, but you're making a difference. Just by being there, you're making a difference. My best tips, my secret sauce, um, it's kind of a combination of three things, communication, perspective, and trust. And I personally probably over-communicate. Like if something is upsetting me, I don't let it simmer. I used to do that. And then I would just have a major like blow up and Mm -hmm. just talk about everything that bothered me from the last four years. And that wasn't healthy. So I now like if something's happening, I I communicate about it and I've learned to be more direct about it. I don't, I'm not as passive aggressive as I used to be like, okay, so when this happened, I felt this way. And I'm sure that wasn't your intent. I'm sure your intent was not to make me feel inferior or upset in any way. So I, I definitely encourage you to communicate and then to always assume positive intent. There were so many times at the beginning of our relationship that I was like, well, of course she's late dropping her off because she wanted more time with her or just some other absurd example where I wasn't assuming that there was positive intent. Oh, there was traffic. That makes sense. Or, oh, you took her to go see her grandmother who lives further away so that she could actually spend time with all of her family. And you were selfless in giving up that time you could have spent one-on-one to 
actually have her go see her extended family mm-hmm. and just assume positive intent. And if something is bothering you, talk about it. Same thing, like perspective. Everything came together for me when I understood her perspective because it was, I mean, I just, it was a complete mental shift for me to actually hear things from her side, even things that I was so certain were done maliciously. As soon as I heard where she was coming from, it made complete sense to me. So I know not everybody has that relationship where they can actually have that conversation, but at least trying to think through what could have happened to cause that from her side. And then trust. You can't work without trust. You have to trust that your ex-husband is going to choose somebody good to be in their daughter's life. Um, I mean, she had to trust that my husband made a good decision and we have to trust that she made a good decision and that she's going to do what's best for our daughter and her time. And if you don't have that trust and you're constantly documenting your screenshotting text messages or you're like following or you're um, quizzing your child when they come home on what happened, if you don't have that trust, it just, it won't work. So that's it. Communication, perspective, and trust. Those are my, that's my secret sauce. Well, I love your secret sauce. That's wonderful. And my favorite is the perspective portion because I talk about that a lot on my show is to always look at something from the other person's eyes because it's completely different when you do that. So I really like that you have that. Um, So let's talk business again, Kristen. You are now doing the blog solo. And again, for the listeners, it's called stepmomming.com. I love your new vision for the blog, which is a safe place for stepmoms, a place where you can provide comfort and guidance for overwhelmed stepmoms, encouraging and helping them to write their own happily ever afters. It's a little different from the previous mission, which was more of a co-parenting model. So tell us why you decided to change that. I felt like the mission was too broad before for me to tackle on my own when it was open-ended for all the co-parents. So I still very much believe in Candy Apple Mama's mission, but I felt the need to talk directly to stepmoms. That's exactly who I am. And I, like you mentioned it in the beginning, I just wanted to reinforce that stepmomming is what you do and it's not who you are. It's so easy as a stepmom to get caught up in this brand new role and to lose your identity because you are now responsible for a child or children and you're now responsible for your husband and you're dealing with his in-laws and you're dealing with his ex. And there's so much going on that that can absolutely consume your every thought and all of your time. And I wanted to switch to shift the focus. So it's not, that's not who you are, but it is absolutely something that you do. And I wanted to give kind of that holistic view to the stepmom that you have the ability to write your own happily ever after. And you have your, you have a safe space. You have other women who get it around you. Well, I love that. And I really like that you are focusing on stepmoms. I recently did a poll in my Facebook group and the largest percentage of members in there are stepmoms. Plus, I would definitely say that most of my emails come from struggling stepmoms. It's not an easy role in the blended family. So what you're doing is really helpful. Why do you think being a stepmom is such a challenging role? I actually just this morning wrote a blog post about this. So that's such a fitting question. <laughs> For me, the stepmom role is kind of a natural, and there might be some kind of backlash to that word, but you're coming into such an intimate role 
when there was already a life before you. So you're coming in and you're taking over, not taking over. I don't like that phrase. You're coming in and you're trying to fit in and to mold into somebody else's family. And everyone around you is skeptical. Mom is skeptical. Society is skeptical. Your your in-laws are skeptical. Everybody is just like on edge to see if you're going to fail. You're personally feeling insecurity and jealousy and all of these various emotions. I mean, am I momming right? Am I being a good wife? Am I interacting with the ex right? There's just so many different components that you have this kind of uncertainty about. As a stepmom, you have no real legal rights. So, I mean, that alone is challenging for stepmoms that you can't you're not a legal guardian, so you can't communicate with the school or you can't communicate with a doctor. You have to have a, a quote-unquote real parent there with them. And then it's challenging because there's no guidebook. We all feel so alone. I, I mean, I'm just astounded that there are so many blended families in this nation, and we all still feel so alone. We're not alone. Just like you said in your Facebook group, there's so many stepmoms. I have a ton of stepmoms that are interacting with my page every day, but there's days that I feel alone. And I feel like I must be the only one who feels this way until I I voice it. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad somebody finally said it because I feel that way too. So it's, it's challenging because you feel alone. There's no guidebook and it just almost feels like the system's rigged against you. Yeah. And there's an element of shame too. Um, shame that you're not getting it or you feel like you're not getting it right or shame to say that you're not enjoying it or that it's difficult. You know, when you look around and you think, well, maybe it's just me that's really struggling here and everybody else seems to have it together, but everyone else is presenting that they have it together, but behind closed doors, they don't have it together. They're just like all of us. We're all the same. We're all struggling with some of the same things. So I totally understand that. Right. Uh, Can you, were you finished? I'm sorry. Yes, I am. You're good. Okay. I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about the blog? Tell us what kind of goodies you have there, because I know it's more than just blog posts. You have a lot. I do. So um, in addition to just the weekly blog posts, I've got a couple different free courses. So one of them is all about co-parenting. And Amanda actually wrote that one before she left the blog. It's all about the co-parenting challenge. She talks directly about her experience and how she has learned to overcome some of those really big challenges that come with with sharing parenting. Then I also have a a seven-day email course that's about um, becoming a more thoughtful partner, so becoming more aware of what makes your partner tick. And I talk a lot on the blog about the love languages. I'm kind of cheesy in that way. I really love the love languages. I I love that too. So I Okay, good. <laughs> and then I write, I wrote one as soon as I had the blog and I rebranded it to be strictly for stepmoms. I was like, I need a, I need a resource just for stepmoms. So I wrote one that's called Write Your Own Happily Ever After. And it's all about taking the, the reins of your own life and finding your own identity and making sure that you don't become a victim of circumstance, which I feel like is so easy to feel as a stepmom. I mean, I for sure was a victim of circumstance for at least a year. And um, it's, uh, it kind of centers around the fairy tale narrative and where stepmoms are written to be evil, but I want, I wanted to empower stepmoms to take 
the pen back, write your own happily ever after, because it's absolutely possible for you. And then I have some swag that I sell on the blog, which is kind of exciting. It's a brand new edition where I'm selling t-shirts and mugs and tote bags that are all kind of mom and stepmom branded, like super mom, super wife, super tired. That's my Hmm. favorite one. Hmm. And uh, I also sell the planners on the blog still. So Busy Mama Planner is a coloring planner, full 2018 year. And then it has a, there's one that has a special co-parenting addition to it where it's like custody at a glance and kind of keeping track of extracurriculars. And the holiday schedule is so great because at a glance I can say, okay, we've got Thanksgiving on through Thursday this year and she's got it Friday on. Or you can just kind of see all those different holidays, which is great. And I am constantly changing the site and, well, not the site, but what I offer because I so love it. I love empowering. And you had mentioned earlier that there's such a stigma and kind of some shame about being a stepmom. And I just want to get it out there. Like, I am a stepmom and I am proud. And I think all the other stepmoms should be proud. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I love that. Uh, I actually was looking at the Write Your Own Happily Ever After course, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes for the listeners. If you want that course, I'm going to have a little notation in the show notes for you to click on. The, The whole entire website is just like I said, it's beautifully done and there is so much I mean, I couldn't look at everything. There's so much on there that, I mean, it'll keep you nice and busy. And there's a lot of really good (laughs) articles. I love it. I love the planner. I love all of it. Um, I'd love for you to share the story about the blog post called Things I Wish My Stepchild's Mom Knew and Things I Wish I Could Tell My Child's Stepmom because it's such a beautiful story. I love those. It's uh, probably some of the most popular content on our site, but not without good reason. So... I was so blessed with Amanda and I am like not above it to say that she, I mean, I hit the bio mom jackpot for sure. And I was thinking through like, what does she do that's so right? How can I empower other stepmoms or other bio moms to give everybody else a chance like we have? Because she just, she has embraced me ever since we had that heart to heart. She has embraced me. She has included me on parenting decisions. I'm like, how do I get this out there? So I started writing a post like about how I hit the bio mom jackpot. I'm like, okay, this just sounds like I'm bragging. How do I kind of reframe this? So then I was like, okay. And I talked to Amanda about it first because I didn't want her to think that like, this is, this is me trying to communicate something to you. Like I really, we really do have a good relationship. I'm not being passive aggressive, but it was things I wish my stepchild's mom knew. So that I could kind of communicate those things that Amanda already knows from my perspective, but to help other stepmoms communicate it. And it worked exactly like I wanted it to. Tons of stepmoms have shared it. There's this one story that's so incredible where this one stepmom did share this post with um, her stepson's mom. And then he, so her, the mom read it and then she read Amanda's response from the other point of view and sent that back to the stepmom. And then they just have been co-parenting ever since. It's this crazy story. They ended up going back and adjusting the custody schedule. So it's split 50, 50 and things have just completely transformed in their relationship because they were able to communicate about some of those things. So it's like, on my letter, 
I don't want to replace you. I'm not trying to replace you. I'm just trying to supplement your role when your child's at my house. Or saying things like, I love your child like my own. You don't need to be afraid that I'm not going to be good for your child because I will protect him or her. Right. It was. It's one of my favorite things that we've done on the blog. It really makes me so happy. Well, it, it puts into words sometimes what what bio moms and stepmoms sometimes they can't communicate it to each other. A lot of bio moms and stepmoms aren't even on speaking basis. They don't even talk to one another. And this is something that really can open up your eyes. And, and like we talked about perspective earlier, you can really see things from the other person's point of view. And like you said, it helps bring down those walls when you can be a little bit vulnerable and be honest about that. So I love it. Uh, we're running out of time, but Kristen, before we go, do you have any words of advice or encouragement for my listeners today who might be struggling in their blended families? Or maybe there's something you'd like to add that I left out. I think that it is so important to find your tribe. I mean, as I've probably said 10 times by now, it's so easy to feel alone. And I'm so glad that all of the stepmoms in your Facebook group have each other and that they can listen to you and the different stories that you share on your podcast. Because once you feel that you're not alone, things can really change for you. So find your tribe. That's one of my my biggest pieces of encouragement and advice. And um, so I am a stepmom blogger, which is no secret, but I'm also friends with a lot of other stepmom influencers and bloggers, and we're actually putting together a Mother's Day giveaway. So perfect timing where there's a couple of other bloggers that I just would really love to introduce your audience to if they ever feel alone. These women are so tremendous. So that's all posted on the website. So anybody who goes to stepmomming.com can find out all about it and get some awesome stepmom staff we're giving away. My favorite book for stepmoms called No One's the Bitch. And I'm sorry, I hope I can say that oh, word. Oh, of course, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a book that was written by a mom-stepmom duo, so very similar to me and Amanda. And it's all about understanding each other's perspective. And I still love it today, even though I have a great relationship with, with bio mom. So give me that and a shirt and a mug and an Amazon gift card and a fire tablet. It's, it's a really awesome giveaway package. Nice. And so they just go to stepmomming.com and sign up for that? Yes. Okay, good. And is that the best place to find you? Yes. Um, and I'm also really involved on Facebook. So you can find me at facebook.com slash stepmomming. I post on Instagram when I can, but all my handle is our stepmomming, at stepmomming. So Perfect. Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. And I love hearing from people. So please say hi. Great. And as always, for the listeners, you can find all of the links that Kristen mentioned. They will be in the show notes for you. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you for the important work that you're doing. I hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Go check out stepmomming.com to find out more about Kristen and what she has to offer. As promised, I have a giveaway today for you. For those of you who might be new, everyone who is part of my list is automatically entered in to win these monthly giveaways. The easiest way to join is to go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. There is a link to that in the show notes as well. The winner today is Hannah McCracken, and you, Hannah, will receive a set of essential oil bath bombs that way you can relax and take some time for yourself. Congratulations on winning that. Thank you all so much for listening. 
And I'll be back in two weeks with another show. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.